Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. Most of us have stayed at a hotel for one reason or another. Hotels can be a home away from home for a weary traveler, whether it be for work or vacation. Unfortunately, sometimes people are forced to stay at a hotel because of a natural disaster such as a hurricane or some other type of tragedy such as a fire. When you take into consideration how many people stay at a hotel over the many years that it's open, and how many people have died there due to natural causes, suicide, or even murder, it's really not that big of a surprise that hotels would be some of the most haunted places in the world. With that being said, you can also take into consideration where that hotel is located. Some locations, such as Galveston, Texas, have had a history of tragedy. The storm of 1900 that hit Galveston was the deadliest natural disaster in United States history. Many of these spirits are still lingering in Galveston today. So the next time you check on the reviews of a hotel, you may want to focus less on how good the room service is and focus a little more on if you're going to have an uninvited roommate. The Tremont House, located on Ship Mechanics Row, was actually the third Galveston Inn to bear the Tremont name. The first Tremont opened in 1839, before Texas was part of the United States. Located on Post Office Street and featuring long galleries extending the length of both floors, it was a mecca for traveling dignitaries, politicians, and soldiers. The hotel was only one of a number of buildings that was unfortunately burned to the ground during a raging fire in the summer of 1865, leaving behind nothing but ashes. In 1871, a group of citizens created the Galveston Hotel Company and hired architect Nicholas Clayton to design what was thought by many to be the grandest hotel in all of the South. The following year, Galveston's second Tremont opened on the corner of 24th and Church Streets, this hotel boasted an in-house barbershop, saloon, billiards room, and steam-powered elevator. During the storm of 1900, hundreds took refuge there, and Clara Barton used it as her headquarters during the city's recovery. The building eventually fell into disrepair and was demolished in 1928. The third and present incarnation of the Tremont House opened in 1980. It was created by joining the 1879 Leon and H. Blum Building and the Belmont Hotel, which was originally constructed in 1870 as a commercial building. The next additions were a fourth floor, a four-story atrium, a rooftop bar, and a skylight. Now this elegant establishment occupies an entire block. The lobby gathering space features an exquisite rosewood bar once tended by Henry Tougeau. 
Henry was the barkeeper and the proprietor of the Opera House Saloon in the basement of the Tremont Opera House. After the Opera House closed its doors, Henry took the bar with him and opened Henry's Cafe at the Stag Hotel. Henry sold his beloved bar and retired in 1913. Lost and alone without the work that he had loved, he committed suicide in the bathtub five years later at the age of 75. His ornate bar was found in disrepair at a local tavern in the 1960s. It was rescued and restored to its former beauty. Now installed at the newest Tremont, the bar is named in his honor. Henry may just be more than a memory, though. His staff and guests have witnessed paranormal activity in the bar almost since opening day. On Valentine's Day one year, each of the ladies on the bar waitstaff was given a long-stemmed rose by management. Gathering around the bar after closing, one of the ladies suggested that they leave their roses for the bar ghost. One waitress, scoffing at the idea of giving up her flower for a silly ghost, laid it across the corner of the bar as she retrieved her purse. An unknown force immediately sliced the bottom off of the rose, leaving the startled woman with only a thorny stem. The impish spirit of a little boy, fondly called Jimmy by the staff, plays in the kitchen, the lobby, the elevators, and the back alley of the establishment. He is rumored to be the ghost of a child who was run over in front of the Blum Building in the 1880s. Jimmy is believed to be the cause of the glasses that move by themselves across the bar, sometimes tumbling to the floor. Henry probably enjoys the company. New employees usually experience Jimmy within a month or two, seeing the youngster out of the corner of their eyes. One employee in guest services saw a little boy playing behind a guest who was checking into the hotel. When he walked away, the boy didn't follow and seemed to disappear. When the employee later asked the guest about his son, he said that he was alone and hadn't seen the child. The most talked about spirit at the hotel appears as a Civil War soldier in full uniform. Seen for over 30 years, he marches up and down the lobby in front of the elevators and back toward the staff offices, his ghostly steps echoing off the marble floors. His apparition has also been seen in the bar and the dining areas. An intern from out of the country was gathering ice for room service when he heard a woman crying in the stairwell of the fourth floor. As he approached the sound to investigate, a strong rush of air brushed past him, and the sobbing just stopped. On more than one occasion, housekeeping has watched an older lady dressed in black walk out of the restroom in one of the guest rooms on the Belmont side while they were cleaning. The witnesses have always been sure that they were alone at the time. The phantom of a male victim of the 1900 storm is a bit more unnerving than his fellow ethereal residents. He creates cold spots on the third and the fourth floors, especially active whenever there is heavy rain, lightning, or windstorms. He attempts to alarm witnesses in order to warn of an impending danger. Roaming the hallways and visiting rooms, he turns showers, lights, televisions, and ceiling fans on and off while guests attempt to sleep. The occurrences have been known to happen in unoccupied rooms through reports from people staying in the neighboring rooms. Loud claps of thunder cause the spirit to elicit loud moans and a sleeping guest might hear whispering or breathing in his or her ear. Following Hurricane Ike, guests on the fourth floor describe being awakened by the sound of their doors being shaken and loud pounding. The incidents were followed by the sound of one-footed stomping on their hallways accompanied by a distinct dragging noise. 
One guest reported hearing someone crying for help and rapping from outside the windows, which could almost be explained, except for the fact that the room was on the third floor. Most of the ghostly reports originate from the east side of the hotel, which was originally the Belmont. In that part of the hotel, more than half a dozen retired seamen died in their rooms in the 1960s alone. One unfortunate fellow mysteriously fell from a window on the top floor at 4 a.m. in the morning. A few rooms at the Tremont House have ghosts with their own specific habits. For example, room 219's roguish entity sometimes unpacks the luggage of guests who find the contents strewn across the floor when they wake up. In room 271, guests smell old-fashioned perfume, feel cold drafts, and get an impulse to leave the room. On several occasions, when a housekeeping has knocked on a door, a woman asking to be left alone has responded to them. After reporting the incident to the front desk, they are informed that the room is unoccupied. A shadow figure along with flashes of light has been seen in room 424. The water has been known to turn itself on and off in the middle of the night. A presence is felt in room 474. A burst of light can sometimes be caught on camera. Guests at the Tremont House can be assured of being treated like royalty by the staff and that they will never be quite alone. Dark, but your dreams are bright.